0: like coffee shop i'm ace tonight and with me tonight is suzanne
1: with her new book how are you darling i'm great thank you for having me i really appreciate your time
0: and, you know, this isn't your first book we're going to be talking about both of them because one kind of hit you know in a love spirit they love to just you know throw stuff at you but one kind of hit during a different era and you didn't get a lot of talk but both of them are really good so let's talk about your your second book first Okay. that is the Confident Empath.
1: Right. Thank you. All right. The Confident Empath is just launching as we speak, and I am super proud of this one. Not that I wasn't proud of the first one, but this one is very personal for me in that I am a full empath and have been for many years. And I include in this one a lot of personal stories about my journey and I think that that really brings the readers into kind of a place where they're comfortable to learn about this actual subject matter because we are all empaths in one way. So the client work I do, however, every single solitary day, I am meeting some semblance of an empath in my healing work. So this is a big thing right now. And I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of confusion about what it is. So I really, really appreciate the opportunity to kind of clear up like, what is this thing called empath?
0: Right. And you have a great perspective on it. What is an empath?
1: At the birthright of the human body is to hold empathy. And the way that we hear that in in maybe any description is to walk in someone's shoes, is to be able to feel their energy, feel their pain, whatever, whatever we're feeling of theirs. But the mm-hmm. empath walks in the shoes and then they steal them and then they take them and then they own them and then they get sick because they're keeping a hold of them. And it uh-huh. just going and going so the empath is a complete stealing of the energy of sorts and that's completely different than what we think of empathy right mm-hmm. very much so and it's
0: different from what people often get told empathism is.
1: oh my gosh yes very yeah. very much
0: you know because it's always like well you picked up the energy from the woman at the grocery store and you're packing it around and it's like they're taking a shower you know, i love it right it's success go take a shower yeah. you pick up bad perfume move
1: on yeah exactly yeah. and and what i find oh my god is and what i find is people they're like right now because they're uneducated on this subject wearing empath like a badge of honor right. in a very non-productive and almost harmful way and right. i think that that's why this book is so important to anybody because we all do it to some extent but oh my goodness when you get to the psychic empath and this and the Um, sensitive ones these are detrimental to our health and wellness and so it is a cost to the wellness and the health I will give you that definitely yeah Um, why do you
0: think we develop this skill
1: I think that the human has the empathy birthright which is a beautiful and wonderful thing for oneness right I mean that's part Mm -hmm. of what we're doing here on this planet finding oneness coming back together yada yada but I think our belief systems, and that's why the book starts off with Shedding What You Know, our belief systems contort that because so many of us have been raised with really belief systems that are coming from everything outside of ourselves that are telling us we have to do, 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 and fix everybody else in order to be happy. And so I think this is what sprouted it, if we want to say it that way.
0: Mm -hmm. But the skill itself, the empathism, do you think that that was used to like develop community building? like? I, I have a really firm belief that every gift we have in the human existence was developed for a reason. Yes. You know, and, you know, like psychic was to do the precognition, the predirection, the predestiny. You know, the healer was to heal the person, you know, in different modalities, different ways. They all have different things, but they all balance down to fixed bodies. Where do you think the empath came in? I think think that um, the stuff from telecommunication, or it was, it's evolving to that point.
1: I think it is. I think it's evolving. And again, if you are trained in doing empathing, and I don't want to use the word correctly because that sounds so boundary-like and limited. But if you're doing it with um, skill, I Uh think that having the empath skill set is a beautiful thing. And I do, I do think it's evolving into oneness. I think it does dovetail off of true empathy. And I think that if you're skilled, you can take these particular attributes and really, really change not only your life, but the world around you. It's um, it's an amazing, awesome opportunity, as long as it's done in the correct way. Right. So with that,
0: where, what are some signs that people are in that? Like for the ones that have no clue, like they're, the buzzword is all around, but what are some signs and st- no, you're
1: an empath. I literally just did an event on this um, last weekend, and we had—I keep these small. There's only like 24 people, and I'm—and I have them introduce themselves and tell a little about themselves. And as each one of them was telling about themselves, the next mm-hmm. person was going, "I do that. I do that. I do that." So there are telltale signs that these mm-hmm. empaths are kind of like sharing. A lot of them are. I'm the one everybody tells their problems to. I can't even go to the grocery store without picking up an orange and somebody saying, hey, can I tell you about my entire life? And so that's a huge one. Mm -hmm. Another one is just simply overwhelm. I can't get through my day. I'm always exhausted. I've got lists for my lists. A lot of overwhelm for other things like lights and sound, um, crowds, etc. Another one is just I'm not actually well I'm running out of fuel. I have anxiety and depression and stress, right? That's a lot of them. And right. I feel and again, this is the badge wearing that I kind of don't get right now. Right. I feel everybody's pain. And as a healer and a practitioner, I'm like, why would you be doing that? First of all, right. well, that doesn't be who you or them, right? So those but, are kind of the biggies. Yeah. So what? Hi,
0: Shannon. Welcome in. Grab your coffee. Um, When they get to that point of what I call zero battery level, what are some negative things that's going to hit them?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, when we've got nothing in our field to protect us, and this isn't all about oogie boogie scary stuff, but if we have nothing in our field to protect us, we are ignorant to what we are walking through, driving through, living in, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a really quick, simple example. I was teaching once um, a couple of years ago, driving into a neighborhood that I wasn't aware of on the other side of town and just kind of going to the class. Right. And all of a sudden this wave of sadness came over me uh-huh. and, and I'm like, Oh my goodness. So this, this can seep into the field. Right. Mm-hmm. And ironically, I brought this up at the class as an example of empathing. And uh-huh. I said, But being psychic, I got to tap in further and find out there was a car accident there three years ago and the gal was killed there and blah, blah, blah. So I got the whole story. So I'm reiterating the story to the class and this gal's hand goes up slowly and she goes, that's why I'm here. That was my girlfriend. And I'm like, wow. So these pockets of energy are everywhere from buildings to spaces to land and they will will seep into our fields, which will then change our own frequency and oftentimes change our emotions and our physicality.
0: Okay. Um, so for those that don't know, you said the word field, what's yeah. field? Are we talking Star Trek with the bubble around us? Like where <laughs> are
1: we at with this? The auric field. So when yeah. you are an energy practitioner, you, if you are a acupuncturist, for example, you work a lot with the meridian lines, the energy practitioner that I am works with the chakra system and the auric fields. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I teach it in the confident empath book is that you can consider yourself a vehicle of source energy.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, source
1: energy is the I am, it just is, it doesn't have a body. And so we are one of those vehicles or bodies. And that vehicle needs Mm -hmm. gasoline, which is that consciousness that comes in through the chakras, but the Mm -hmm. tank is the auric field the tank is the fuel templated over and over and over kind of like the inside of a jawbreaker mm-hmm. interpenetrating colors of tanks that are your safety net and your discernment tool so that's the fields that i'm referring to okay
0: very cool yep. um you know so with that what are some real life things that go on with impasse They get tired for no reason they're sad for no reason I'm sure they're probably being diagnosed, I don't know, bipolar, and it's like, we can't find a chemical, but you're emotionally bipolar, we're seeing that behavior, Yeah. walking down the street, you're laughing your head off, you bust into wheeling Hill, 15 feet in, and then you hit a light pole, and you just freak the hell out, and go running on down the street.
1: <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> The empath's energy field does almost like a roller coaster. So I am depleting myself because my fields have holes. My gas tank has holes. Think of if you poured gas into your tank in your car and you're sitting in the gas station parking lot with no tank, all rusted, all yucky. Mm -hmm. By the time you hit the street, you got nothing, right? So this is the empath in terms of the energy. And then when I steal it, I get high and then I go low and then I get high and then I go low. So there their mental, emotional, and physical fields are constantly up, down, up, down, which is exhausting. But more so, I become the codependent of those fields. I take lots and lots of times we'll take on their sickness because we want to worry about them. We want to fix them. We want to make it okay. So all of those things come from belief systems that are really thwarted in the fact that I have to fix you. I want you to be better. So the empath really goes through a lot of emotional, upheaval in belief systems that they have to be the one mm-hmm. and i get pretty personal on this book because i was really good at that and mm-hmm. i was really really great at being the one and then i crashed and burned so exhaustion will come sickness yeah. will come
0: mm-hmm. well, and this is not your first life this your is not my first, your first life, life this is not your first life your first life was in the corporate
1: world yes yeah <laughs> how did you use this to your benefit in the corporate world, uh huh. actually, you know, I did that for about 38 years. I was a um, VP of a very large international um, event and trade show company, and uh-huh. I didn't know. <laughs> I was Sorry. really ignorant, and I was so silly that I was like, oh, my gosh, I must be really amazing because I can walk through this show floor of 150,000 people, and no one's ever in my way. And uh-huh. I didn't understand it was because my field, my aura field, and my power was just like, wow you know, sucking uh-huh. up everything along the way. And everyone was dodging the energy because I was vampiring the crap out of everything. So I didn't know back then,
0: uh-huh. I didn't, so. Yeah. So you, you you said vampire and that, yeah. you're, you know, I was going to tiptoe around it, but let's talk about it because, you know, we see a lot of younger people trying to label, oh, that's an empath vampire, that's a psychic vampire, that's a this, that's a that. I don't think that it's malice, first of all, second of all, What's your viewpoint of
1: that? Literally, when I'm using the word vampiring in this context, in this book, um, and I don't agree with a lot of those either, so we're on the yeah. same page there, um, because everyone likes to make everything scary, right? Yeah. It's pretty technical. What it is, is I'm budging into your field. So the two auric fields of two different people are overlapping and transferring energy, which is called energy transference. So right. we're basically sucking from one another. The reason why it is is named vampiring is because... When it is not my original energy, I will burn through it very quickly like a Red Bull. And then I need another hit. And then right. I need another hit. Hence the, yeah. the title vampire. That's the simplest term. And it isn't all right. about oogie boogie stuff.
0: No, it isn't oogie boogie. They're not just, it, and you have to hit that orc field to get it. It's not like you yes. can sit there um, and zap energy from any person you've had contact with within the last 30 days. Oh, yeah it is it an interactional thing, and it's on an energy port field there. Um, in my opinion, it's like a little linking up of ports, and there has to be a, a frequency there.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I don't just get it from people, and I think that's really what designates a difference in my book. Mm-hmm. My background and my work doesn't just work with people and my experience on vampiring energy or overlapping or transferring and all of these things we've been talking mm-hmm. about comes from every dimensional field. And this is the ignorance again, because we're not taught, we're even multidimensional. Right. We think we are just meat and bone. And so this is the importance to understand that, yes, I can take it from land as spaces, you know, um, multidimensions, I can take it from timelines and, mm-hmm. and on it goes. So it gets really big.
0: And it does. And it actually ties into a lot of quantum physics and matching vibrational energy. Mm-hmm. Which is that energy of the moving object. And people don't think about it that way. Like they don't think that it's that much science behind what people are calling the energy of imperialism.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. And I mean people don't think about energy, period. And I think that's what
0: they 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 think that if it is solid, then it has no energy. That you know it is astounding right yeah and i'm like no everything is a vibrational field everything is vibrating at a certain density so and this
1: is not to judge anybody Ace, no. in my opinion and in, in me i do my best to not judge anyone because everyone gets to be at their mm-hmm. own space and place and i always say take what resonates toss the rest because a lot of people don't care and yeah. that's okay yeah. and they don't want to know about energy or learn about energy because it confuses them or it scares them and that's Okay. There's nothing that says that we all have to be on the same page, especially with something as enormous and infinite as this subject matter.
0: Exactly, and it's going to be a lot of different viewpoints. Yep. A lot of different ways to handle things, and there's a lot of different techniques out there. Yes. You know, and it's a lot of different. And when I say techniques, you know, you're an energy practitioner, so you'll get this right. What's the difference between hands of light, r- rainbow reiki? Um, a sui reiki and laying of hands
1: yeah right i mean it's just all light i it's just it all energy it's all, but it's, I... it's all that transference from yes. one
0: to another yes um and i love that you point out in your book and i don't i don't remember the exact phrasing but it's basically it's all the same you're taking energy from one
1: dimension implanting mm-hmm. and filling in another dimension mm-hmm. it, it, and that's all it is and so I've had classes before where people do that thing where they put their hands above their head and then they go, boom, like the light bulb. Uh-huh. Went on. <laughs> because I do believe there isn't enough education out there. And this is one of my purposes to go forward. And I've been teaching for many, many years. But teaching the empath is so critical because we don't get this knowledge. It isn't mainstream in terms of the books that are out there. And I'm not knocking anybody's book. That well, is not no, good. It's, it's, it,
0: the books out there are great.
1: Yep, they're uh, great.
0: My three-year-old has decided he needs attention. So I don't know if he's being <laughs> he jerk this way. It's because he's trying to jerk a toy out of my hand. <laughs> but it is very much a point of there's a lot of basic foundational belief structured and influenced information out there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. There's way there's information on how to turn it off there's information on how to how it forms, but there's no information out there basically of what to do if you want to remain an empath, and survive in a world that is basically designed to interlink with you, but you want to be able to choose how to interlink with
1: right, 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 exactly. And that was the whole second half of my purpose in the book was to say, Look, Here's some actual hands-on tactical things that you can do. And one of my, I think, individualized um, perspectives on it, I guess I can say, Mm -hmm. is the connection to the Akash, connection to my higher self and that we return this home. I think that is a beautiful, awesome way because the people that turn it off really don't turn it off because our bodies are storing that information. We're like flash drives, right? And so- this is critical for us to say, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to close my eyes and my ears like those monkeys. And I'm not, you mm-hmm. know, no eyes, no ears, no voice. And I'm like, well, it's still in your fields and your body. It is still yeah. affecting you 24. These are the people that say, I don't watch TV. And I'm like, you don't have to watch TV. You know everything anyway, right? Exactly. So these are the things that are important for us to have the skill set to move it outward and yeah. upward, in my case, upward to the Akash so that we return those files of information.
2: Look,
1: um,
0: Let's take a break, and I'll be right back, guys. Okay.
1: Okay.
2: Hey, everybody, Lady Gwendolyn here, and as a um, certified spiritual life coach and shadow practitioner, I have thrown together everything that I have learned to develop a program that works for Healing our um, shadow self and focusing on how we're going to heal ourselves for the future. I work with different types of energy work such as EFT, TFT, and EFT um, energy, uh, Reiki access bars, and power forms. I've put them all together to create my own system that works. Um, We also work with the tarot and the oracle so I'm not just an energy worker and a healer. I'm a psychic as well. So you can go to Lady Gwendolyn Healing find out all about me and book with me on there. I love you guys and I will see you out there.
3: Hi, I'm Tracy Van. I'm a psychic medium and I work with tarot cards. I also practice Reiki and access bars. I would like to share with you what a reading with me is like it is a blended reading of psychic and mediumship, and I deliver these messages exactly as they come through. I'm not going to mince words or add any padding. I am a professional, reliable, and honest communicator. I have readings available anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. You can book a reading with me at tracyvan.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y-V-A-N-N.com. And no, I'll always tell you exactly what you need
0: to hear. All right. and we're back. Sorry, I had to throw him out. <laughs> too, 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 too much energy, and it's just like, go on, you got to go somewhere.
2: That's awesome, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we were talking here. What are some practical applications for the empath?
1: In terms of what they can do with it. Yeah.
0: In terms of every day, not energy healing, none of that. Every day, where do they get the the extra points on?
1: Right. Great. Thank you for asking that. Because almost every single client I work with as a practitioner, I give them the same basic first information. And if I see them again and again, I'm still saying you're still not doing the homework. If they choose to, they get to work on that field, that auric bubble. Mm -hmm. So the actual Understanding of how grounding into the earth energies and the cosmic energies, and then wrapping that bubble around you. And I Mm -hmm. have a meditation in the book and on my website. There's another version that's free. And it's really understanding that bubble is the first key because it is actually the discernment tool. But in conjunction with that are a couple of other things. It's really looking at the belief systems of my own self in terms of me being the one and the one that wants to help and the one that needs to do everything for everybody else. And I come last and blah, 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 blah. That's how that mind chatter goes. Everybody Mm -hmm. else comes first. So it's really organizing and looking at those belief systems at the same time. And then number three, I say as a practitioner, the most critical thing is to start to really do the homework of really attaching to the feelings. And I don't mean the think feels. I write in the book, Mm -hmm. think, feel. Think, feels things like this. Hey, Asen, how do you feel about that? And you go, fine, fine. good, okay. You know, those aren't feels, right? So okay. when we say things like, I feel invisible, that wrenches your gut, right? So it's getting those feel centers activated. When we work on those three things in conjunction, it starts to get it moving.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's when we have to get into more feelings. Like I feel anxiety when I'm here. Yeah. Then you have to break that down. Why do you feel that? Yeah. What is that? You know, you have to take it into the five how, what, when, where, why.
1: And the biggest one that I move into, which is that middle time that you're talking about now, is is this mine? Right. Is this mine over and over and over again? Because the more skilled we become, you mm-hmm. know, and it's amazing, even when people don't have awareness of this, and I have them hold their heart chakra mm-hmm. and I have them just sit into the pain that they're holding there. Oftentimes they will open their eyes and they'll look at me and they'll go, well, that isn't mine. How do I know that isn't mine? That's so weird because it isn't mine. And I'm like, this is the beauty of being a human. We mm-hmm. have knowledge inside of these vehicles. And it's really awesome because they're divine. But okay. we don't get that much power because everything outside of us tells us what to think, right?
0: And when to think.
1: And who, to and how to think about. and how to act.
0: <laughs> and what's really expected and who's really expected and all this other stuff. And it's like, yeah, not really. Yeah. So, guys, get this book. Get you a notebook. Get you some pens, some highlighters. It's more. It's very much technical, but it's mm-hmm. very much Suzanne's story, and you can take a lot of information out of it. So let's talk about your first book that hit the presses. Like, it's. Debatable. Thank
1: you for asking.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's debatable. I say it hit a divine perfect time. I'm quite sure your publisher said, "What the hell were we thinking? Why did we look at the charts? What did we?" Yeah. we look at
1: Let's just say it it launched in March of 2020. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, And the concept and the title actually is An Energy Healer's Book of Dying. And Mm -hmm. we all know what was happening at this period of time. And so this was a difficult launch. And yet I sat back like this is the most important information we need at hand right now to keep the fear factor down. But it was a bit of a rocky ride. But that particular book, I'm very proud of in a different way. This is very much about... Um, my story in terms of how I, I'm a mortician's daughter, first of all, and I've been around death my whole life. That was for me, that was like family chatter, right? I mean, that was okay. And so death and dying was confusing for me as I went into the high school years that people were scared of it. And so I, as when I was healing, went in naturally to hospice work, that was a normal thing for me. And so Mm -hmm. when I was doing hospice work, I was actually telepathically questioning my clients or patients all the time because I wanted to know what they were experiencing. And I was feverishly writing and it was really only for me, Asen. It was all about mm-hmm. me going, oh my gosh, what's happening with you, you know? Right. It turned into more of a training tool for uh-huh. other actual volunteers at hospice. And then it turned into a PowerPoint and then it turned into a presentation. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden a friend of mine said, hey, we're bringing this to print. And I said, what? What,
0: <laughs> what do you mean we're bringing this to print? i a shocker. You grew up in a mortician's daughter. Now, which type of mortician's daughter were you? Were you one that lived above the home or did they have a separate residence?
1: We lived in a separate residence, but we lived at the funeral home a lot because we took piano lessons every Saturday. Uh And there's a lot of us kids. And so because there was... Well, we had six kids, but three were taking piano. So you got to wait for the other kid and the other kids. So you ran around that funeral home every single solitary Saturday. It was your playtime, right? I mean, Uh that was awesome. And not to mention just, it was my father's, he owned it. So we lived there in terms of spending time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So is that where you began developing your psychic skills?
1: You know, that's funny because uh, no one's asked me that. So that's that's adorable. Thank you. I um, actually had psychic skills when I was small, when I was six Mm -hmm. and seven. And then I purposefully had shut them down for quite some time because I was finding out I was the weirdo. And uh-huh. I actually, I think I was very much empathing in the funeral home, but I did not see spirit or no spirit because my psychic skills were kind of on hold. Mm-hmm. And then those came back with a vengeance in my 30s. So I did not necessarily feel the spirits, I guess.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting.
3: Yeah. Interesting.
1: I don't know. I've always had a
0: large... Um, interest in that lifestyle because it is a lifestyle of living with the dad mm-hmm. um i'm not a medium i'm a trained medium but i'm not a medium i'm more of a large um meaning I'm, it's a third party conversation for me it's just not like uncle jeff shows up to say hey you know <laughs> you need to go fix your car right but i always love hearing the backstories of how people open up now you said it came back in your 30s with a vengeance Oh, yeah. Did you have the, you know, one day I've got an event that I've got to face a board meeting with, and then you just wake up and feel like you're flooding on air and already have lived the full conversation or how'd that happen?
1: You almost nailed it. One day I'm the hockey mom and the corporate executive traveling all over the world, juggling four kids and God knows how many more because I had a skateboard park in the yard. I mean, it was insanity, right? Uh Never even knew about energy. And I walked out the back door as my husband was walking out the back door of the garage. So we were crossing each other in the driveway and I kind of verbally vomited out, oh my God, you have to fix your meds or you're gonna die because your whole body's black inside. And he goes, what? And I said, and then I repeat it. And then and I go, I can see inside your body. And then I stopped and I said, oh my God, I can see inside your body. What, why can I see inside your body? Uh-huh. And then That's literally how fast it all came back. And it was terrifying. It was oh. terrifying.
0: Very much so. Yeah. And that's what I hear about what I call second blooming psychics. You know, they <laughs> get it when they're young and they lock it up because it's wrong. It's bad. Yeah. And yep. then when it comes out, it's at the most inopportune time, at the most inconvenient place. Yep. And it's like, oh my God.
1: And and at that time, this, Asim, this wasn't like, this is 20 years ago. We did yeah. not have a whole body, a lot of energy practitioners around. It wasn't like I could Google a me. And right. so I literally googled a you. I googled a tarot reader because uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. And so I went to see a medium and a tarot reader, and yeah, I mean, I I just was floored. I didn't right. know what to do. So it was a big year for me. And the the funny oh, part okay. is that it came back very very quickly. Everything just in, you know. Right. So.
0: Yeah, and when it does, I have questions. There's some habits I've noticed that the physical body takes on. Did you change physical form? Yeah, I got fatter (laughs) because that's you you know, you had to increase your shielding,
1: yeah. Which, which to me, of course, not knowing what was happening, I'm like, well, this isn't any fun, I don't want to do this kind of work because I put on 15 pounds. What is that all about? So, yeah, I mean, it was that was my very first thing, and (laughs) that was a lot, so it was. I I kind of went hit or miss all by myself, man. I mean, I was a self-learner. So cool. Very
0: yeah. cool. So yeah.
1: what's your practice now? What do I do now? Yeah. I work on clients um, probably about three days a week, full time as a practitioner. So that, you know, I have completely booked those days for that kind of practice, right. which I then bring forward to a brand new podcast that we just kicked off called Energy Unleashed, where we bring client stories forward and then kind of unleash them or talk about them deeper from a perspective from someone who is not a practitioner who is my co-host and those are super fun so that's cool I am also for my own Suzanne work um Mm -hmm. I do well practitioner-wise still I do classes I do um, training I do videos I have an online membership which I'm really committed to which sure. I believe in so strongly. So that's all that package.
0: But so you're building a community. You're yes. working every three, three days for clients. And I'm gonna go yep. ahead and ship your link out. It'll be linked in the description for our podcast listeners. Um, so you can go and find that out. Now, are you virtual? Are you physical? Are we I historic? do both.
1: During that time period we just spoke of when my last book launched, Mm -hmm. I literally got super busy because I am a telepath and I can do remote. So I was doing everything remote. So I actually was busier than Mm -hmm. most folks were. And I continue to do both. I prefer if the only thing I prefer to do in person is a land because I love to walk the land in a building. Uh I mean, I can do those remote, but I love when I get to walk in those spaces. So yeah, yeah, people I can do either way. though. See here. Yeah. And I just um, I just did a gentleman from Sydney the other day. So that was cool. I've done one in <laughs> Poland a couple times in Russia one time. So I, it's been fun to do that as well. So, yeah, I can be anywhere. So that's really cool. And my sad right now is I have not been able to get back to Peru quite yet. Peru is a little unstable still in terms of their political actions. And
0: you're looking at about four years before you'll be able to get back.
1: I you know, and it breaks my heart. Seriously, it breaks my heart. I've been there seven years mm-hmm. in a row up until when everything you know, fell apart. Cool. And it's just, I it breaks my heart. I love those right. people in that land. Yeah. So
0: well, what do you think about the global energy? About the global energy?
1: I think it's crazy insane, but I also think people are so scared about it crazy and insane. Right. And my goal in teaching and working and, and presenting is that It doesn't have to be scary this is purposefully happening yes our globe is extremely changing Mm -hmm. and it should be and it gets to be and should isn't a word i use a whole lot but it gets to be this planet is changing it is it is raising its frequency and we forget we all talk about ascension in this community oh you know i'm doing the ascension process actually the planet is the primary ascender here we are tagging along you know so i think the energy of the planet's great i do
0: I think the energy of the planet is transforming. It is transforming, and then that's, it does it. I mean, we can see this pattern even in our community. If you will look at what was being studied during the 20s, 1920s, 1820s, 1720s, you will see the same transformations occurring. Awesome. Okay, 1920s, we got ships solidified. Yes, in 20s we got the tarot solidified and we began the secret societies that began working on the magical realms. Yep. Like you either. know, developing words like angel word. Yep. That type of thing. The 1720s is when we began realizing that there was real medicine in herbs.
1: Cool. I see. I didn't know that. Your wonderful wealth of knowledge that's yeah. fascinating. It's it's lovely stuff
0: to know when you're getting a master's in metaphysics. <laughs> it really doesn't work all the time for a dinner table but i was really interesting that we hit 2020 and it was like oh crap we know this lesson yep we've lived this lesson now let's ride this lesson and a lot of us in the community knew what was going on Yep. now were you working in this industry and working on in energy during 9 11.
1: oh god What's that? Two? That was actually two thousand. Mm, just right after that. Just yes, right, right
0: after, after that. that. Yep. Interesting. Yep.
1: Yeah. I started it. That's so funny. That's interesting. I started actually in two thousand two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The reason maybe I maybe that happened, was, was maybe that of- was the wake up call.
0: <laughs> well, it was because it was interesting from the psychic community. Everyone knew something was going to happen. You know, yeah. Pinpointed where no one. It's like everyone knew there was an alert. It's kind of like, alert, weather alert, what, psychic alert, but no one knew what it was.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and then coming around the next turn in 2020, it was like, OK, there were some people that were doing the fear monitoring, because, of course, we had the the world is ending people and they just extending the day like the world is going to end on this date. The world is going to end on this date. And you had others that were doing weird stuff. And what I mean by weird stuff is, I'm going to teach class online. I really don't feel like driving up there. Let's figure out how to do that. I'm going to go write this book. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that. I mean, it's like different people. And you can see the moguls that just started doing different stuff. Hay House yeah. launched a podcast that year. Yeah. They're a book publisher. Why would they do a podcast? And then people just totally jump out of the business yeah like whatever they saw they just quit so i often wonder you know where were you know and i think these are questions where were you when this occurred and i find it highly interesting that your book launched so you're you reached the trajectory up Mm -hmm. that provided the information Mm -hmm. for those that wanted it and needed it and of course i'm sure publicists were going oh god you know but at the same time, it's like, oh, God, yes, that's what needs to hit here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was working because I'm remembering now that you're bringing it up. I was in Seattle with a show. I was doing a show mm-hmm. that I was running corporate and it was a big show. And we were we got the last minivan available mm-hmm. in the state to get the heck out of there and uh-huh. drive all the way across the country. But scarier was all of my employees coming from all over the globe getting back home and it was it was a lot it was a lot. Right. Yeah, I wasn't in this yet at that time but boy I got in it really quickly after that. I right. do believe there's divine wake up calls and those that that's a that's a cool thing to ponder. Thanks for bringing yeah, that up. I was
0: looking at the stream of consciousness the stream of energy. Yep. Um so tell us about your energy practitioner sort of sessions. What are they like?
1: My energy practitioner what? Your session? session? What are they like? Yeah, they're really they're Well, why I think it's so cool to get to be me <laughs> mm-hmm. is that every single solitary one is different. I mean, that's what's so fascinating. And I even have clients that I work on, you know, every single month and even theirs are different every time because it is all interdependent on everything. But typically speaking, someone comes in and they do it, what we call a client intake. So I'll pull a card and mm-hmm. it will kind of set the feeling for you might want to think about this or ponder this. And those always kind of make some sense. You know how that goes when you're doing right. cards and we go through their intake and then we move into and I'm already empathing, meaning I'm becoming them. So I'm mm-hmm. standing and working the entire time we're talking mm-hmm. and they are so funny because it's like I already am feeling better. It's so weird. And I'm like, mm-hmm, because I just telepathically am working as we're chatting and then we will move into a full body scan most of the time. And the reason I do this one, Asen, is because I want people to demystify this work. I want them to understand that this is already you. You can feel this. You can do this at home. This is your homework if you choose to see it that way. And Mm -hmm. when they identify everything that they're holding and they can counter cross it to, oh, this is the belief behind it per the chakra, Mm -hmm. per the chakra consciousness level, et cetera, they start to take ownership right there but then more so it's a benchmark for them when they're done with the work on the table which comes next Mm -hmm. and that is all telepathic work again Mm -hmm. that's why i can do remote that's kind of short actually and that will depend on what it is you know most of the time i'm not even near them at all and my favorite when they do that is like oh my gosh suzanne when you were holding my feet and i'm like yep And then when when I tell them I'm sitting I have an exercise ball where I sit to do the work and it's Mm -hmm. all the way across the room. And I say, I never leave that ball. And they're like, no, because you were like holding my hand. And I'm like, it wasn't me. So those are my favorites.
0: Uh And then
1: when we're done with that, then we have a little recap for homework. So that's kind of how they
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's some of the results you've seen?
1: Oh my goodness. You know, I, I have seen so many people blossom. And this is, I was telling someone yesterday, the joy for me is to see someone just literally explode into knowledge in a second where all the pieces come together. I just had a girl here the other day that was so overwhelmed in her empathing. She was taking care of everyone, never took care of herself, falling Mm -hmm. to pieces physically and emotionally, just completely depressed and stressed and had no concept or idea of why she even wanted to be on this planet. I mean, that's where people are at these days. And when she left this room, she stood up and she said, I will never, ever look at the world the same again. Thank you. Thank you. And again, it's not just me. This is a collaboration, right? Right. I mean, I give the energy they receive. Mm -hmm. So they will start to see ownership in Mm -hmm. terms of you are gifted this body. This is important for you. And so I've seen corporate people slow down and change their lives. I've seen especially young mothers try to understand the madness that they're in. And then all of a sudden the light bulb goes on and it's like, nope, I'm taking every Thursday for me. And know, those kinds of changes Mm -hmm. are really obvious. But I also have massive physical changes too. People, I had a client who was going in to get an actual surgery on her, I think it was her knee. And we found out that it was all belief systems around her mother. We cleared it completely. She walked perfectly fine and she canceled the surgery and she's never had a problem since. Wow, interesting. So again, this is her allowing that understanding of the belief system because Mm -hmm. I can be as powerful as I get to be, but if you don't choose to receive it, you're the one who's doing that work, right? And she chose that and I was thrilled. So those are really biggies. And then spaces and places have been fascinating. I mean, I get into the paranormal where it's all, you know, oh my God, we've got ghost activity and all of a sudden it's great. And those are really fun to see immediate results. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And those work really well for what I call repeaters repeaters yeah repeaters where yeah. they're not an actual entity there it's yeah. a replay
1: oh i call i just call them um um loop. Uh, oh god i lost my little train of thought i call them something else but same thing yeah it's yeah. a loop pattern yeah yeah
0: it's a loop pattern like every you know two o'clock in the morning the cabinet door opens up and the old lady pulls out the coffee cup and sets it down and yep.
1: Yep. You know, but I have been to places that are definitely, definitely haunted. And I have been to a lot of, including the hotel where I work at a lot, um, which is up in Sock Center in Minnesota here. And it is really a haunted, it's on the hotel registry for haunted. Uh-huh. Hotels, which is super cool. And I have been really blessed to be able to work there for 10 years in many capacities. And that sucker is like, if you are going in with a negative attitude and really having that nastiness, you know, yeah. That You can pull that out there, but a lot of it, oh, my word's residual. A lot of it is residual energy loop yeah. patterns, but a lot of it is ghosts there, and it's fascinating. So we yeah. get the whole mix,
0: right? Yeah. You know, the Lafayette here, in, well, in Ohio, I love going there. We have a wonderful bellman that always opens the door for me. They have lovely housekeepers that come through, and they're like, hi, you can see me, I can see you. that has been so- gone forever. <laughs>
1: That's awesome, and yep. I when I do this event, I actually do a full channel. We call mm-hmm. it morphing. I do a full channel body, um, letting the spirits move through my template, and right. I push it out so I don't. I'm in there. I don't lose control of this. But the actual, um, it's the Palmer House. And uh-huh. one of the most ghosts that comes through me all the time is Mrs. Palmer, and she and I know I'm Mrs. Palmer in two seconds because uh-huh. my back straightens up, you know, because it's 1900s, right? right? I can feel the corset; everything changes, and I'm like, "Here goes Mrs. Palmer.
0: So, yep, fussing about the housekeeping, fussing about everything. <laughs> so fun. So yeah. yeah, no, that ain't my couch, and you know, I love that. Um, or
1: or or why? why are you a woman and you're dressed in pants and a flannel shirt you aren't dressed correctly because their time genre is off you know the time matters off Um, yeah yeah
0: but no um another one i go to is the anchorage i've gone to is the anchorage and every time i'm there you know the whole households of servants are still there and i'm like
1: guys can we go home yeah we are home Yeah. You know, and they are home. And so this is another thing I have a problem sometimes with um, spiritual people and practitioners or ghost hunters or whatever. We're going to cross all these, you know, we're going to cross all these beings. Well, you have no right to cross anything until you ask permission. That is not what you're there to do. And I've had kind of a butting of heads on that in the past, that this is not your job to just go in and cross everything, right? Well, I
0: agree because some people's heaven is, Staying in the home that they built with their husband. Yes. One stone to another stone and living that life, and you're invading that space. Yes. And they're fine with it as long as you, you know, hold up to some ideals. Like if you're going to repaint the music room, at least make sure that it's a proper color. <laughs>
1: Oh, or get this little quickie. I had a house that was full of ghost energy and the gal had taken the formal dining room and turned it into their band room and they uh-huh. played heavy rock metal and they all smoked a ton of weed and they were just partying as they played. And this poor woman from the 18, early 1900s was doing this with her ears, like holding the ears going, what are they doing in my dining room? What? She you know. couldn't understand why her beautiful, gorgeous glass chandelier was covered with black, you know, spiders and things. She just mm-hmm. couldn't get it. It was adorable. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, you know, I've run into that too. I've yeah. run into discovering that some of the Victorian homes were built with air conditioning systems naturally. Okay. Um, like you open the basement and you open a certain set of windows and it creates a cooling factor that goes through it. Oh, that's cool. No, the historians know this. And, you know, I walked in, I'm like, open that, open this, open this, open that. And like the temperature dropped 30 degrees.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I wonder if my house does that. Can you scan from here?
0: <laughs> we'll talk later. I'll, I'll email me the address and I'll let you know.
1: That's adorable. Yeah, no, I um, have a 1913 home. Funny enough, awesome. you know, people mm-hmm. always ask me, well, is your house haunted? And right. yes, it is. Of course, it is. But I don't feel my own ghosts. You know how that is. After a while, you don't yeah, get, get any of it, right. right? Yeah. So, but my kids did. My daughter was really cute when she was younger in high school, and and it would be the mom. Can you get the dead lady out of the hallway? I'm trying to do my homework. So that was kind of a normal thing in our right. house. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Really cool. Really yeah. Cool. What's
1: well, Husband. He, you know, Chuck had. I've been married what 39, almost 40 years, coming on here, and he is is very much been open to this since the very beginning. At the very beginning, I told him everything, 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 and he uh-huh. shared and he, and he supported. He's now still supports, but I don't tell him much of anything anymore because, and this is not to sound arrogant, I've got to a space that he, he doesn't understand it anymore.
2: He well, doesn't then.
1: understand like the architecture of holographic multi-dimensions, he doesn't get that. And I'm not gonna well, bring him through a learning curve. But he's always been beautiful and wonderful to support. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's that guy that stays home when I'm doing all the crazy events and Mm -hmm. takes care of the dogs. And so it's a it's it's good. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: the reason I asked is you were sharing the story of your first reading and it was on him.
1: Yeah. He. Oh, my gosh. Chuck, when when I was doing my I used to play play on his body. That didn't sound very good. But (laughs) I used to play with the energies and with Mm -hmm. my family and I would use them and their bodies to learn. And when I did the very first healing on Chuck, that was because everyone told me I had to use my hands. I used my hands and, mm-hmm. and I was on him and glued to him and stuck to him. And yet I was kept blowing my hair out of my eyes. And I kept blowing my hair out of my eyes. And I'm like, I can't let go of my hands to like flick my hair because I'll lose the energy. This is how ignorant I was. Yeah. Because this is years ago. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like with the, you know, poof, poof to get the hair out. And then all of a sudden this realization came over me that I'm like, my hair is back in a bandana. Oh my God, my hair is back in a bandana. What is going on here? And then I realized I was fully channeling his dead brother and Uh I'm like, Chuck? And he says, yeah. And I said, do you feel like there's anybody else in the room with us? And he said, it's so weird, Suzanne. I feel like Ed is everywhere. And I go everywhere, including your wife's body right now. (laughs) That was a biggie, that was a biggie. So after that, he didn't let me experiment on him too much. (laughs) where you
0: just don't tell them
1: <laughs> yeah. well i i was like a little taken aback that was a new one for me
0: so. yeah yeah but no a word of advice from an old husband to an old wife: just
1: yeah well this is where we're at now i just yeah. keep everything on the down low
0: yeah you know you walk up you put your hand on the back of their neck and you're just massaging the neck and you're sending energy down through them to fix yeah. the nerve pain through their right leg and they just don't have a clue yeah
1: you do, i totally is that totally yeah and then this is my new funnest one okay Okay. i'm having i'm having a lot of stress right now i'm doing this i'm doing that and i I keep going you know what i got a really good book you could read (laughs) i probably Uh said that nine times in the last two weeks hey i got a really good book you should read (laughs) very good good. (laughs) well
0: honey give our listening audience your web address to go find out about your services and where you're teaching and to get your books
1: thank you for asking my books can be anywhere from amazon to anything online if you google my name Again, that's Suzanne, so that's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, and it's Worthley, W-O-R-T-H-L-E-Y, and my website is actually just my name shortened, so it's S.Worthley.com, and my books are both on that website, all my classes, all my training, all my sessions, absolutely everything, and then on YouTube, it, we are under my name as well, Suzanne Worthley, and we are just in the... Um, in the initial stages of revamping a whole lot of things on Facebook mm-hmm. and on Instagram, so we're kind of—I'm getting some help from some youngins, so I can get that stuff out there in social media. So we're, yeah. we're ramping it up.
0: Awesome! So, guys, go subscribe, do your these your follows, check out her website if you want a session. Go ahead and get that. Thank you, Suzanne, for joining us. And Thank you. Back when that third book comes out with a compass on the front of it.
1: <laughs> I, I actually—I'm on my third book right now, so. Cool. We're going to stay connected.
0: (laughs) Yes. All right, guys. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
1: Thank you.
2: Hey, everybody. Lady Gwendolyn here from Rowan Temple of Light, and I'm here to tell you about our events this summer. First up is Beltane in the Hills, May 13th, and that is from 1 to 6. We have entertainment. We have a a Bunch of vendors. We have a fairy photo shoot. It's going to be exciting. If you have any questions, uh, reach out to Earth Magic or to myself. Um, after that, we have uh, Central West Virginia Pagan Pride, August 19th. That's at Holly Gray Park from 11 to 5 for the day. And we will have Sarah Masters coming down from Pittsburgh to be our keynote speaker. We have some great classes for that. So, if you want to get involved, reach out to Rowan Temple of Light at Gmail or just follow us along on Facebook at Rowan Temple of Light, and we look forward to seeing you out in the community. See you there.
0: Welcome back, Goblins! My name is Jason, and I am the host of the Esoteric Book Club, a podcast that examines titles on the magical, paranormal, The Mysterious, and The Strange. I release two episodes a month in which I review books on esoteric topics, recap news of the weird, and conduct interviews with authors, practitioners, and experiencers. The Esoteric Book Club can be found on every major podcast service or can be streamed directly from esotericbookclub.org. Hi, I'm Asa Knight. I provide tarot readings covering everything from love and relationships to your life questions and you spiritual answers. And also I provide a lot of guidance and finances and divorces and all those relationship problems. So If you'd like to get a reading from me privately, not on air, you can feel free to do so by visiting aceandnight.com and booking your appointment. I also provide on-demand services, so if your life is a little chaotic, you can go ahead and click that call now button there on my site. It'll connect you to Keen, and if you've not been with Keen before, you'll get three free minutes to talk with me, so that's great for a quick answer question. All right, guys, back to the show. Enjoy.
3: Bye, y'all. Hi, I'm Tracy Van. I provide a blended reading consisting of mediumship, psychic, and tarot cards. A reading from me can cover any guidance you need from relationships with your partner or your family, spiritual, financial, any questions you may need clarity on. If you would like to book an appointment with me, check out my website, tracyvan.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y. V-A-N-N dot com. I have bookings from 15 to 60 minutes you may choose from. That helps if you just have a quick question, need an answer, or if you're looking for a reading in more depth, I'm here to provide the guidance and clarity for you. Uh, let's just figure it out. Bye.
4: Alright, Welcome, Carol. How are you, darling? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Sounded like a great interview. I, although good. I, I sadly, sadly had to pull my headset out for a bit because your mom called. Oh, um, night. Yeah, she, she's well. She's okay. We'll talk later. Okay. <laughs> she has a problem for you to fix. Oh, lordus. Is... Oh, <laughs> and it's a compound it. one. Oh, it's compound one.
0: Oh, she always compounds a compound.
4: Mm, it's it's a trip. You'll love it. Always. Oh yeah. So yeah. So how you doing? Doing well, letting the
0: mouse choose the relationship question.
4: Ooh, well so I do have Am I the that. Asshole? Yeah,
0: dig into that one.
4: All right. Am I the Asshole for pointing out that my cousins aren't Doctors. I, 31 female, am currently doing my residency in internal medicine. It's brutal, but I should be finished in December. I have five cousins on my dad's side. Most of them have non-health related careers, but Andy, 32 male, is a chiropractor and Kayla, 26 female, is a nurse practitioner. Now my dad's family has had at least one or two doctors in every generation. My grandpa and his brother were both family medicine, my dad is a urologist, and one of my aunts is a pediatrician. When I was in high school and college, my grandparents used to talk about how I would carry on the tradition and be the first doctor in my generation of our family. My other cousins were very clear they weren't interested. Last weekend, we had an early Easter celebration egg hunt with my dad's side. Some people are on call this coming weekend, so it made more sense to do it early. At the table, my grandma was asking about my residency and how happy they were to see me as the first doctor of my generation. Andy butted in and pointed out that he and Kayla are also doctors. I was frankly annoyed and a little tipsy. So I told them that chiropractor and nurse practitioner aren't the same thing as a physician at all. Chiropractics is pseudoscience and can even be dangerous for patients. Nursing is a great career, and I'm proud of my cousin for getting her uh, nurse practitioner license, but a nurse practitioner is its own distinct thing. Andy got pissy and called me privileged and arrogant. Kayla kind of took my side, but then said something about how nurse practitioner school is just as challenging as medical school, and that it's only devalued because nursing is a historically female career path. My grandpa interjected to tell them both to take a seat, that they weren't doctors and shouldn't be claiming to be such. After lunch, Kayla pulled me aside and uninvited me to her private practice grand opening next month. She said she only wanted people who would cheer her on to attend, and she felt it was best if I skipped. I didn't really want to go anyway. I have very limited free time, so I said I respected that. Am I the asshole? No. I, mm, mm. Ah, I don't think you're the asshole for pointing out that it is not the same thing. Mm-hmm. I do think the little tipsy moment when you said that chiropractic uh, was a pseudoscience that can be dangerous for patients. I don't, un, uh, I, I neither 100% agree nor disagree with that. Given what you're doing in chiropractics and how you're treating your uh, practice, mm-hmm. um, because it can go either way. Right. Um, nurse practitioner, I I struggle with that one. I, I don't. That. it is its own direct, its its own distinct thing, and I do they think there's a place secretary. for it. Hmm?
0: They are the doctor's secretary.
4: Uh, well, in some regards, um, though many are practicing like physicians. I understand Hence why she's opening their field. Well, but she's opening her own practice, so she's obviously in a state that effectively lets them operate without even doctor oversight or in a large, larger context. It is scary as hell. Oh uh, well, but that's how they're operating here or just about like the doctor is irrelevant to them like and and Mm -hmm. i had a massive problem with that because i always thought that you had to be directly connected to a doctor right like you know that fundamentally you're functioning as like an alternative to seeing the doctor Mm -hmm. you're operating under their medical license
0: Mm -hmm.
4: you know like, this is all kind of overseen by a doctor. Like, you can't color too far out of the lines, or the doctor is going to come in and go, What are you doing? Right. Um, no, right. <laughs> is what I found out. No.
0: Yeah. No. See, this is my problem with them. They are the doctor secretary, that is the original role of the nurse practitioner. Okay. Take messages, fill, refill prescriptions check vitals. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, but they've moved on into like you, you literally skipped the doctor entirely. Like you can have a nurse practitioner, even in a doctor's mm-hmm. office, Right. you can have a nurse practitioner, never see the doctor at any point ever. Mm-hmm. And that's your total care.
0: Right. And that is not okay in my book. They are not doctors. They don't have admitting rights. They are not medical. They are not an MD or an OMD. You do not have the training. You do not have the skill. You do not have the intention to do that.
4: Right. Now, back to chiropractors, though. What's your thoughts there? Chiropractors are good to set bones. That's what well, it's popping to, and cracking. Adjustments. Yeah, popping and cracking.
0: When well, and here's my. This, Well, you need to go and do this, and you need to go do this, and, you know, this store across town sells this drink mix that you should be taking.
4: Or on your way out the door, grab your vital life. Yeah. You know, you need this, 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 and this, and then Mm -hmm. you'll be great, plus see me every week for the rest of your life. Exactly that's where i start to have problems with chiropractors right is like if you're going and you feel better because you're getting a chiropractic adjustment i think that's great as long as that chiropractic adjuster is operating within an intelligent range right like you're not putting stress on someone's body that it can't handle right versus someone who is you know getting basically strung out on chiropractic care
0: Well, you know, this is what I've seen in my experiences with chiropractors. There's not Mm -hmm. an in-plan service, meaning they expect you to come back every week, and then they start doing stupid stuff, like having you stand on a shaking machine. (laughs) That doesn't help me. (laughs) Go and walk on this treadmill for 20 minutes while I see these other 15 patients no i have a gym membership i pay for a gym membership uh-huh. delay on this like, thing that basically feels like rolling pins because my massage therapist is busy and you really just came for the massage right right so, i have no place for a chiropractor a massage a masseuse you have the best in the state
4: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just find it interesting sometimes because many chiropractors are respected as doctors, and they end up like advising, like back during the panini. Mm-hmm. There was a big problem with chiropractors like becoming, you know, suddenly experts in science, right? Of how disease works, and they were claiming you didn't need to wear my- like it was. It was, horrible. it was bullshit. They're not doctors. They should be charged oh. with
0: malpractice practicing without a license practicing medicine without a license and they mm-hmm. should have been jailed and if we were in yep. a different time period they would have been
4: mm-hmm. very likely and i i don't even know that we're in a different time period i just think it was one of those things it was so prolific it was like where do you start at the top of the
0: list no letter A, and work your way all the way down
4: it's like, well, because I'm sitting here going, there was a, a good chance that 80% of the chiropractors would have been thrown in jail and for medical malpractice. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, that's that's an intense number. And I don't know that it was truly that bad, but it seemed right. like everywhere you turn, right, there's one chiropractor after another, after another, after another, after another, that spent the entirety of like 2020. Mm-hmm. Building a medical practice in terms of like disease, diagnosis, Mm -hmm. and treatment for disease within like this range of of, like vitamins and supplements and, you know, all these other things, Mm -hmm. none of which, and and supporting some treatments later, well proven to be invalid. Right. Like well proven. And,
0: you know, and it's kind of a racket. Because okay, <clears throat> the insurance company won't pay for chiropractic services unless they're either prescribed by your physician or seen by a nurse, or you see, a, or another authorizing body will write the prescription.
4: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Okay, so these chiropractors get these doctor secretaries, aka nurse practitioners, in there, uh-huh. which they're practicing nursing.
3: Uh-huh.
0: The medical world doesn't get really complicated and they will write the scripts for the insurance company so that the um, chiropractor can run their little scams, Like putting you on a shaking, a shaking machine and, you know, having you lay on a roll electric rolling pin, basically, and this, that, and another. No, No, I've no use for either.
4: I'm curious though, have you ever run into a doctor's office that you felt was doing the same thing? Because I used to, like, I have have had a couple of doctors Mm -hmm. that you could tell, you could just tell, Uh they bought equipment,
0: they Mm -hmm. got sold
4: on the idea they could make money for their practice by buying certain equipment Mm -hmm. or performing certain tests or whatever. And so they just ran every patient through it. Mm-hmm. Like, I had one doctor that I don't care what you went in for, you were getting a hearing screen. Right. You are going to get a at least once every two years, you're getting a hearing screen. hmm had another doctor that, like, she, if you looked at her from insurance, there should have been a clear idea that she's running a scam. Right. Because the number. Mm-hmm. The sheer volume of diabetic diabetic patients that she has mm-hmm. right. seems unlikely, right? Because every single one of her patients got run through glucose uh, uh, fasting or uh, all the the uh, glucose uh, tolerance, uh, tolerance test. test. Thank you. Um, and she got the glucose stuff delivered by the truckload. Right. Like, she, you know, like, why would you stop that much? I didn't know this was such a, a, a problem.
0: Well, it's West Virginia. Everyone's fat here. Literally. I had a, do- a nurse practitioner tell me that. Uh, yes, I have. And I fire nurse practitioners more often than I fire doctors. Normally, I fire the doctor that also sends in the nurse practitioner first. <laughs> when I go to the doctor, I expect to see someone who has spent. 16 years in school not three
4: true well and I think that's probably a large part of this posters challenge is that like as challenging as medical school you really want to go there yeah
0: yeah well no that's the level of education the level of residency the level of that you actually have to participate in
4: right absolutely Oh, so God. yeah, I'm I'm with you on no, I really want to go with everyone shitty here. Okay. Well that's fine. Like I don't disagree with you. I think you're right. I'm just going, I think everyone's shitty here. I right. think OP is a little bit of an asshole for what right. they what she said after she said, right. Well, technically neither of you are doctors. Right. Um, because that's true and that was right. honest, and I think that was fair. Right. I think everything that came after is like, ooh, no, that's, that's, that's an asshole move. Right. Like, don't trash people's careers. You get uninvited to stuff that you're going to regret not being at later.
0: Exactly.
4: Um, Even if you disrespect their career, that's a family decision that you're, you're, (laughs) you're going to regret that. So, ah ways to trash your family relationships
0: ways to make clear your family relationships all right let's take a <clears on the> relationship <throat> advice the poll is up on this i my youtube you guys to go vote who's the asshole mm-hmm.
4: Huh? Huh? do you want to hit send it's already up
0: the poll no. is up oh send it out to the, ch- the where the channel is Duh. thank you
4: well no i was saying send me the relationship oh Oh, okay. Here we go. You found it! (laughs) Because I'm sitting over here going, no, I only see one link, and that's the one I sent you. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. Oh, so let's see what we've got over here. So, Guy has stopped talking to me, 30 male, and is now talking to my boyfriend, 32 male, instead. My boyfriend, 32, and I, 30, both joined Grinder last year. I wanted to make some gay friends because I have done, and my boyfriend just wanted to trade pics with guys anonymously. Grinder obviously isn't the best place to try to make friends, but I got chatting to a guy, and we got on really well and had a lot in common. We were talking nearly every day for a couple of months, then he started to message my boyfriend and slowly stopped replying to my messages. Three months on, he no longer replies to me and talks daily to my boyfriend, and they've become really good friends. I know this is very childish, but I'm feeling really hurt and rejected that this guy stopped talking to me, but I think it's made worse that he has clearly chosen my boyfriend over me. My boyfriend has said that I'll need to be able to politely pass myself when I see this guy, but I don't know if I will be able to, or be able to. Does anyone have any advice on how I get past these negative feelings? I have a lot of childhood issues around rejection of peers and friends, and I'm worried this is making me overreact. Shoot
0: for it. Hmm? Shoot for it.
4: Shoot for it? Yeah, what do you say? Oh, well, this is a train wreck. Yeah. I, I mean, like, like, talk, like, I, sorry, uh, D- uh Dan Savage uh, mm-hmm. talks about screwed pooches and being handed them. And this is a screwed pooch, and you want it unscrewed. Where to begin? Okay, sure. first you were absolutely correct. The grinder was not the best place to go looking for friends. Right. Sure. It is not safe. um yeah. I'm gonna say go out on a limb and say that uh your 32-year-old boyfriend's uh winning personality is not. What actually made this guy more friends with him than you, I'd say right. it's the training picks. Right. Um, and I'd say you might be teetering into territory in which that may be, depending upon the nature of your relationship, mm-hmm. a little more than you are comfortable with for monogamy. If it's an open relationship, it may have even moved a little beyond that because if you were looking for an open relationship with hookups with people you barely know, uh, well, mm-hmm. that's three months on.
0: Right.
4: So I think that's a little bit of an emotional entanglement with some sexual overtones at the very least. Mm-hmm. Then we have, then we have your problem which is you have feelings of rejection from your childhood that you've not really gotten past. Mm-hmm. And then you've moved into a situation where effectively your boyfriend is completely unsympathetic to that. right? As in doesn't seem like there's been any work done and maybe that's your choice right? to not work through that. But if, even if it's your choice, I would hope that most boyfriends would go, Look, we have a problem. Right. As in, I don't know how to make this work in a real life situation. Because if I go out with you individually, my boyfriend is going to be climbing the roof. Right. If I invite you over, you're going to run screaming from the house. Right. Um, because this is going to be a negative, ugly, horrible situation. Right. Um, it's a screwed pooch situation. Um, one, OP, I really think you need to get some support for your issues from childhood. Mm-hmm. Two, I think you both need to hop off grinder for a little bit, um, at, at least until you figure out how to do this better. Right. And be more honest about why you're there. Because grinder of all places was not your best first choice and you knew that when you did it. Right. And you, you, you both are tiptoeing into well, and see, something. I want to read into the overtones here.
0: Okay. If he's just trading picks, mm-hmm. which you know, Reddit's much better for that option. Then Fair enough.
4: Why is he gonna meet him? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're tiptoeing, tiptoeing right. Right. into an open relationship, just inching towards it. Right. I don't know if that was both their intents or if that was the boyfriend's intent and the other, and OP right. got on board with it and went, oh, well, that sounds great. Right. Just to find out that no, really. Yeah.
0: But Probably you know, not that line, best. boyfriend has said that I'll need to be able to politely pass myself when I see this guy, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm able to. Why would he be seeing him? Okay, you didn't give us enough of a story here, dude. But my opinion, well, and this has happened with us. I'll be chatting with a dude and he stops. You'll be chatting with a dude and he stops.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, like, I mean, and that happens all the time. Yeah. And I don't, and sometimes it is the same, same dude. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine with that. I don't, it, like, personally, I don't have an issue with that. Uh-huh. Um, now, it has gone the other way. And sometimes more to my annoyance mm-hmm. than yours. Right. Is sometimes they get oddly intimidated by you, but I'm easy to talk to. So then it becomes this weird, I'm your secretary. And it's like, motherfucker, I'm not his social secretary. I have enough shit to do in my life. I can't even go with, well, well, how's Aeson? What's Aeson been up to? What's Aeson doing? What's Aeson's schedule look like? Like, no, talk to Aeson, dude. But like, that'll annoy me and it's yeah. because it's like i'm over here and it's like marsha 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 yeah just ace and ace and ace you know not saying i don't give a crap about ace i do obviously but right. it's like i give a crap that other people don't give a crap about me while talking to me right and all i'm hearing is ace and ace and ace it's like yeah why don't you talk to ace he's there he has a profile he's on more than i am um, you know, this past few months, you know, I think some
0: friends of mine were going to send search parties out. Um,
4: well, and like I barely get on at all, right? Um, but no, so that's part one. Like, you were being dishonest with each other and yourselves, right. I think, about why you were getting on Grindr to begin with. You, right. you found an acceptable excuse to be there, and you're tiptoeing towards an open relationship, right. whether or not you're ready to admit that it's pretty much knocking on your door and at this point it sounds like it's about to knock on someone's back door. Mm-hmm. um so you might want right. to deal with that. at Sorry. that point though um yeah i think you need to have a bigger conversation that this is a bad time to do that. do mm-hmm. not invite them over. right. or be prepared for this relationship's going to blow up in a horrible horrible fireball exactly because you're mixing some really bad things together right. you've been dishonest even if you had good intent or thought you did you were dishonest both of you were dishonest to mm-hmm. each other exactly um this has moved beyond just mm-hmm. like oh we kind of chatted for a few days like yeah right yeah, this three months daily was, daily message daily messaging
0: that is yeah. not friendship. That is weirdo. That is quirking. That is looking for
4: something more than just friends. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, I'm sorry. If I talk to my friends daily, mm-hmm. when do I work? When do I sleep? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. I, I have some really great, amazing friends, and I, I really should message more. Right. But I don't got time for all of you peoples. Right. Like, it's a fair number of people. I don't have time to talk to each of you 30 minutes a day.
0: Please, honey, I've seen your call logs. You are not 30 minutes a day conversation. You're more like three days.
4: Well, yes. Basically, I will spread one conversation over multiple days. But, you know, it's usually to make up for the fact.
0: No, I'm talking one phone call can be 180 minutes. And I'm like, I am buying you. I am opening up your click for advisor. We are putting it 99 cents and I will send it to you.
4: <laughs> I'll be the cheapest psychic on here, but we'll talk for three days.
0: Exactly.
4: Like 72 hours times 99 cents a minute. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's about a 72 times 60. Alexa, what is four thousand three hundred and twenty times sixty four cents? So about two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay, cool. That'll work.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. (laughs) But no. But no, normally those are conversations with people that make up for the fact that I have disappeared for months or yeah. years sometimes. Or years sometimes.
0: But you know, it's also learning like uh, I uh mean, draws This is my little pet peeve on grinder. Mm-hmm. Looking for friends. Okay, and that's what Facebook's for. Yeah. There's a lot of groups over there for friends. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, they have this whole portion of your profile
4: called "Friends." Hmm. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, oddly, meet yeah. other people, talk to other people, join a group, enjoy other things. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Um, Grinders, a hookup app. They're pretty clear about that. That, that. that And I'm not saying don't be friends with your hookups. Don't you know hook up with your friends? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, be honest about why you're there. It exactly. is a sexual based platform.
0: Right. It's like going to Walmart to buy a car. While you can do it, it's not the best move.
4: Well, fair enough. Well, it's it's more so like financing. Well, I don't know. I can't come up with a good analogy on the spot for this one. I like, it's just a bad move. It's yeah. just a really bad move. right? like and it's well, dishonest it needs like, to
0: you level of honesty with the this couple what you're actually doing guys what are you actually doing are you actually looking to open a relationship but doing it very cautiously and slowly most likely is that going to mean that your boyfriend's probably going to hit a, a couple more people than you do because you're looking for a more demisexual relationship and he's looking for more a flesh tone quickie most
4: likely well i think that the boyfriend 32 is a little more in tune with what he wanted out of being on grinder and presented it as trading picks Uh uh-huh i'm kind of leaning towards the 30 year old the op kind of like little bunny foo-fooed his way into the situation and truly, honestly believe, I'm just going to go on here and make friends. Yeah. And it's like, bless your heart. Yeah, that's so cute of you. And still trying to claim the innocence, even though it's like, I'm sitting here staring at someone's profile with their naked body and sexual preferences, but I'm just here for friendship. Yeah, bullshit. I'm just here for friendship. Yeah, just want friends. Yeah, no. Nah. Enjoyed your naked torso pic. Loved it. Glad mm-hmm. to know how many inches you are or are not. Glad mm-hmm. to know what you know position you are in the bedroom. Glad to know what you know you enjoy in the bedroom, because I think this is valuable to our friendship. No. Nah. Like. Please, please, please guys, move past this idea you're getting on Grinder for friends. Yes. Friends with benefits, There's maybe.
0: For friends. Tender is not a place for friends. Uh-huh. Tender is a place for relationships. Yeah. yeah.
4: This is my friend. I met them on Grinder. Like, what do I hear with that? You done had sex or you're about
0: to. Or well, they're expecting Sorry. it because you've done laid it out there.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like the dot, dot, dot for everyone else. And I mean straight people, too. The dot, dot, dot right. connected is there for everyone else. Right. Very much so.
0: So, yeah, you got to get over it that he ghosted you. Well, obviously, he ghosted you because you weren't adding up to what you said you were. You had chatted for three months every day. I'm quite sure that there were some planned, you know, behaviors there.
4: Well, yeah, you're basically operating an Amish peep show. I'm just here for friends, but let's talk intimately. Yeah. I'm just here for friends, though. So, you know, I don't want to talk about that. That sure. would be inappropriate. Sorry. So get you know,
2: off the app,
0: man. Get off the app, which might be yeah. a good advice for the Florida representatives.
4: <laughs> well, yes, yes. Although they are trying to get off the app in a different way.
0: Well, no, 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 no. Did you not hear what Glander has, you know, declared they're going
4: to do one
0: more gay bill through Florida?
4: Yep. They will start naming and shaming.
0: They will start releasing the Republican Congress's profiles.
4: Yep. And there's some that are like, go ahead. Um, As in, as in the rest of us in the world are going, please go ahead. Don't wait for the next bill. Exactly. Do it, do it, Yeah. do it. Like whether they do another bill or not, I I don't want this held over their head and it'd be extortion. No, go ahead and release it. Name them and shame them. Exactly. Throw the pictures out there. And I want to see full nudes on the cover of every paper in Florida. Well, not only that, but
0: I want to see full profiles with chat history, because that's what oh, they want. Yes, that's what the funny. level of Florida has been asking and trying to push through is a mm-hmm. violation of full privacy of the children of Florida. Yeah. Fine.
4: And adults. Yeah. And adults. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to violate their privacy, violate their health decisions, violate their choices. Right. In this supposed Republican idea. Right. Of get the state out of my personal life. Uh huh. Like, I'm like, here's my thing. I, it's not that I don't understand parts of Republican ideology and potentially have some agreement with them. Right. Some, some, some parts of it. I can understand wanting to get the government the hell out of your life. I, I can. I think there are compelling situations in which the government serves a purpose to be involved Mm -hmm. and go, no, 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 no. You do not know you don't get to do that. You don't get to beat children. You don't get to rob elderly people. You don't get to rape people. You don't get to like, these are things you're not allowed to do. Right. Like be decent human beings or we'll get in your life and we will make it miserable. Right. I can also understand there are times that there's some overreach and some like, hi, this is too far. Mm-hmm. Back it up. yeah. Back it up. Um, so I like, that's what I'm saying is I can agree with you on certain points, but I find it very ironic mm-hmm. that this is your platform. Mm-hmm. And then this is what you do. Yeah well like I, stay I, out of my I, bathroom stay out of my bedroom stay out of my classroom stay out of my uh doctor's office
0: yeah stay out of my pharmacy
4: yeah yeah like it's not hard
0: it's it, not difficult it's not your task. we have hired and we are paying very well for the cdc to handle medical do i agree with everything the CDC does? no do i agree with the food and drug administration no i think that they delay medications very much so that can be helping the u.s that have proven records in other studies and other countries um and i think that it's bullshit Um, i think
4: there have been some very compelling reasons over the years why those processes exist i think that however there needs to be some compromise
0: Well, I think there needs to be some look at some compromise here. Uh, You know, there are diabetic medicines and diabetic studies in France, in Europe, that is completely different than what we treat our diabetics in the United States. Mm
3: -hmm. There
0: are compelling information that some medications for children should not be used for children. Now, I'm not talking about hormone therapy. I am talking about certain drugs that children should not be taking because it causes permanent damage to them, and it's been proven to it. When there are other holistic approaches that could be applied, we are seeing this in other world situations. And we hire them to do a job. We do not hire our congressman to go tell our doctor what to prescribe us and when. We do not hire our um, representative to go and tell our doctor how to treat us. We hire them to handle roads and paying the bills and handling intercommerce travel and intercommerce. um, finances Uh we hire them to make sure that the internet company does its job Uh we don't hire them and put them in office to go do bullshit and to waste my money your money on bills of telling our teachers how to teach if our teachers do not know how to teach then we need to immediately and I do mean immediately go to the universities and immediately fire those teachers because that is who they hired to teach them how to do this.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, no, and I understand that. And granted, I still think there are some very valuable things government can do and should do. Dave roads. Well, within healthcare, Like, if we're dealing with situations in which a doctor is abusing a patient, say, like chiropractors who turn your, you know, like, hi, my back hurts, Mm -hmm. into 40 years of office visits, a stack of supplements, and then a whole series of medical conditions because you were taking all the supplements? Mm Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be some some legislative oversight into right. and and, and the medical. Uh,
0: that medical. is the uh, AMA, the American Medical Association. That's their department. That's what we've hired them to do.
4: Still, they, they can partner and work with and make right. that happen. Well, Okay, hey, that. that should be illegal. Right. But telling,
0: you know, it should not be illegal For you know your healthcare professional to make healthcare decisions for your health that you agree with. Mm -hmm. Okay, it should not be illegal for you know, and we should not have the you know legislators who are not in the pharmacy position, who are not in the medical community or even looking at, I don't know, studies of how often a specific drug needs to be produced and how much needs to be produced to supply um, to have a supply of this drug. They shouldn't be making a decision on that drug on, you know, how much Ritalin is produced in the United States, how much is prescribed in the United States, not their department. I don't let my plumber decide, you know, how much green beans I buy. Uh why we are allowing and why, you know, they were ever given this authority to do this is beyond me. Uh Okay. Totally. So, yeah, let's release it. Let's roll, you know, quoting someone else, roll that beautiful screenshot footage. Yes,
4: please.
0: Yes. And while you're at it, not only do the House and the executive branch and the judicial branch of Florida, let's have the uh, U.S. Congress, the U.S. Senate, um, go ahead and turn those over to Grinder.
4: That would be interesting. Let's see Ladybug's profile. I'm. I I think I'm more. Uh, I don't know what's the word for them to be able to do this either. These have all been pointed out by users or have been, you know, noticed by staff because mm-hmm. of something. Yeah. Um, or there this means there is legitimately mm-hmm. a department within Grinder uh-huh. that searches out uh celebrities. Well, as in political figures, celebrities, you know, notable names, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and, and maybe for good reason to make sure that if there's a profile mm-hmm. for like Sam Smith on Grinder, mm-hmm. then it's is that really Sam Smith on Grinder? Because he's actually one, I think he got banned from Grinder. Right. Because he made his name his own name. Right. And they didn't believe he was himself. Right. <laughs> which is hilarious.
0: Well, it's real easy because you remember Grinder is run by geolocation. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is see which users are in the Capitol during a Senate session.
4: Well, there is that. Oh, yeah. So Sam Smith has explained that, uh, that they were banned from some of the biggest dating apps, not just Grinder. Because it was assumed that they were someone else making a fake profile, the 30-year-old star told ET Canada that they have always been able to date, but have a somewhat varied history when it comes to the apps. I never did grinder. <laughs> Sorry, that's a fun one. So I think there is a potential that there is either, I could see that being user reported as well. Right. Like, if I saw Sam Smith pop up on Grindr in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. first I'm going to be like, is there a concert I don't know about? Like, what the hell? Where? Mm-hmm. Two, I'm going to have a whole other question. Like, is this a fake profile? Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot be serious. Right. You can't be serious. Like, say, like really? Because yeah. that sounds like a catfish waiting to happen.
0: Well, pro, it sounds like a catfish late in heaven, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. easy, you know, because I promise you every, they have the tags of, he was at the Capitol on Grinder.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, especially if you're reporting on there Yeah, if you're reporting there every day. Yeah. and And you're going to, because again, all the location data, if you're going from the neighborhood that the senator lives in. Uh huh. On the street that the senator lives it's in, gone. to the Capitol, the Capitol, and back. Uh huh. Every single day, uh-huh. it's really hard to be like, "No, that's a staffer." Yeah. I think that's a staffer.
0: Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you're sending texts. It's clearly, clearly. Uh-huh. Oh, you know what was his name? Um, New Yorker got caught by his wife multiple times, sending... Anthony Weiner. Yeah, Weiner, sending pics of his Weiner. Yes. And it's like, oh, well, like, yes, that is our lovely senator for Dave County.
4: And his Weiner. <laughs> and his Weiner. And his child in the background of his Weiner. Yes. um, Which created a bigger stir and a bigger issue right um but now i have this whole thing though is here's the problem with adult sites and what often can be a little scary with them Mm -hmm. is you're using these platforms you're sharing pictures of yourself on these platforms Mm -hmm. and you are reliant on the good nature and intent of these platforms Mm -hmm. to not be capturing storing and tagging all this data uh-huh. And being like, I know where every person on this app lives, and I can make some very educated guesses about who the hell they are. Well,
0: not even educated, easy guesses.
4: Mm-hmm. Some not of them even yes.
0: guess right here is the text message that has to go through their service.
4: Right. And if you're sitting there going, Hi, my name is Joe, or like, here's my location to come over. Uh-huh. And also here's a full body picture mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, it, it yeah. does make it easier. I'm just saying that all this data goes through their systems. Uh-huh. We are very reliant on the idea that we have an anonymity built into this, that it would be inappropriate and a fair number of users would probably balk at the idea of their data being released and would bolt from the service if it were more commonplace if we weren't just talking about senators and and congressmen and Mm -hmm. you know if that's not who we're talking about we're talking about like we're just going to create a homo map Mm -hmm. and just map the homo searchable with google you know is there a homo in my neighborhood like it's a pedophile registry Mm -hmm. then i think you'd have a lot of people going Well, I Get think
0: that would be a lot different than what they're doing. Well, yes. But it is fundamentally the same. Well, fundamentally the same, but fundamentally the senators are trying to hurt the community that Grindr has created mm-hmm. and use it. And we have seen this so many times. from Well, the
4: pretending they're not on there. Well, not only pretending they're a straight there, Republican,
0: right? Pretending like, they're not on there, pretending that they, you know that it's so vile, uh-huh. you know, and taking out these bills, you know, it's like the proponent for the um, oh, what, what, Dama, mm-hmm. the person the that wrote America. that. Well, less than six months later. Caught with a boy in the back of the uh, stall at the White House. Not the White House, the uh, Capitol.
4: Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, there there was a whole series of scandals. Yeah. Ah, oh, like poor Senator Craig. Worst excuse ever came out of Senator Craig. That's not what happened. That is not what happened. Mm-hmm. He, he mm-hmm. approached me. I, I I didn't hear him. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and it's like oh bless your heart you really you had all the time in the world to figure out what you're doing how much trouble you would get in getting caught at it and that's the excuse you have mm-hmm mm. yeah interesting
0: mm yeah. well you know and of course that's how we got Craigslist that's how Craigslist got shut down well there's that yeah. notice the lack of the starting to destroy our privacy there and the starting to destroy services there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: and a lot of this comes from the idea that we do not have a kid-friendly internet yet we want to make the internet the mm-hmm. whole thing um very kid-friendly yeah. we want to do this entirely without parental involvement monitoring or Action at any level, mm-hmm. um, which has been problematic from the beginning.
0: Well, my opinion, yeah, I don't ask, nobody should be able to tell me what to do with my dogs as long as they're well taken care of, they're fed, they're watered, they're walked, whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Parents should have the same right. And if you do not want to do your job as a parent, it isn't my cause or my life that should have to be taken on to deal with your poor parenting.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and I think we also have to acknowledge that, yes, a lot of the, the realities of the Internet and children is we just kind of have to hope for the best. Right. And yes, as a parent, you're going to have to be involved. Yeah, you're going like to you, have to. You cannot, it. yeah. You you cannot, a, and it's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Even the best parents are going to fail at this, and it's going to be ugly, and it's going to be miserable, and it's going to suck. Yeah, and or, it's never going to get better. Well,
0: either that, but or it's oh, as good it does as it get can better be. because we have to shut off that idea that you know children are innocent. Children are you know. You know, oh, you know, look at what little Johnny found on the Internet. It's, you know, the person's posting that's problem. No, it's little Johnny needing to know that the world is round.
4: Yes. Although it's not like little Johnny isn't going to miss key things and end up on sites he shouldn't. All right. And, and that's very easily done, like one of the first experience of, of, of a classroom Internet setting that we had was setting up a computer lab in my high school. Mm-hmm. And this first day that the lab is now open and online, Mm -hmm. they did an instructional class. Mm -hmm. And the instructor for that class had us all type in simultaneously Mm WhiteHouse.com. For those of you unaware and about to type that in, please don't. It is a pornographic site. Mm WhiteHouse.gov is the official White House website. Right gov yeah and but there were a few of us in the class that already knew better right but there wasn't a damn thing we could do in three letters Mm -hmm. to solve what just happened which is 30 monitors now have a half-naked stripper right spread across them
0: right but again you know We teach our children about danger, we teach them how to cross the road, we should be able to sit down and teach them about the internet. Yes. Or control it, one of the two.
4: Or a little mixture of both. Right. And know that it's not going to be perfect, and yes, things are going to happen, and your children are not perfect, and they were never little angels that were going to grow up to be angels. Right. It will be okay. There's been purient interest since the dawn of man. Mm -hmm. We've all survived. Exactly. All
0: right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Go check out the book. Go check out the website. It was really good. I'll be on later tonight to take calls. And we will see you on Thursday with Lady Gwen for Coffee and Tea. We want to take a moment to thank our patrons and our sponsors. Our baristas, how are you guys? I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much for your support. Take it away, Joe.
4: All right, so of course we want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda, Shannon C, Shannon D, Lady Gwendolyn, Charles Shaw, Dottie the Psychic, Tracy Van, Caitlin Bell, and Devin. If you'd like to learn more about us, the show, or how you too can become a Patreon sponsor and receive all the wonderful benefits our baristas receive, please visit us at pcspnetwork.com. Yeah.
0: Good night, y'all. Bye. Good night.